I am afraid that I have much news, and most of it is terrible. Welcome to The Mind Killer, the rationalist brain on politics. As always, I'm Wesley Fenza. I'm Inyash Brodsky. And I'm David. All right, we've got uh, several follow-ups this episode. Um, and we'll start out with the missile defense tech that we were talking about last time. Um, Old Windways says, well, first I found a, uh, a article claiming that it's possible that we already have good missile defense tech. Um, and that we, uh, all we really need to do is build, the, build enough of it to, uh, to actually intercept Russian missiles. Uh, and that we could actually do that. Does that include ICBMs coming down? Out of bo- so there's some dispute about that. This article seems to be suggesting yes, and I'll post it in the show notes. Um, Old Windways from the Discord um, said that yes, we have enough, or that we have the technology to intercept ICBMs, but we would have to dramatically scale it up to stop a Russian attack. Um, and apparently, he used to have have a job that was related to this. Oh, okay. Um, so he he seemed like he knew what he was talking about. Um, and Captain Qwerty shared a he shared a YouTube video that I'll post in the show notes that claimed that we can handle intermediate range missiles pretty pretty handily, um, but ICBMs we can't really shoot down with reliability. Right, I've always heard that's the problem. Yeah, and we have definitely shot them down before. We can shoot them down, but it's not. We can't like make sure we get all of them. Uh, if they launch enough, some will get through. That's that's always a problem. Well, yeah, but it's uh. So I don't know. Some people are claiming that we probably we have better tech, but it's classified. So how would we even know? Oh well, I mean, can't argue with classified tech. That's even better. So I do also want to say, um, in one of his Ukraine posts, uh, Zvi Moskowitz did do some back of the envelope game theory about whether uh missile defense systems were good to have. So I will try to dig that up and stick it in the show notes, and that is a uh, a good thing to look over if you're of the opinion that we shouldn't be developing these technologies for game-theoretic reasons. So real quick, he said that it doesn't break mad, because why doesn't it break mad? Because it's unreliable. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, so you, you have a... Um, uh, basically, there are two different reasons someone might... Uh, launch an offensive nuclear war uh one reason being that uh they're worried someone's going to break mad and the other being they're uh using the threat of nuclear weapons to try to bully people into complying with them and uh he says that the probabilistic nature means it doesn't break mad uh which is the first one and it also reduces the uh, potential payoff from nuclear blackmail. So um, it does not affect type 1 nuclear scenarios while making type 2 nuclear scenarios uh, less common by dint of being less profitable. Great. Good times then. Yeah. Um, I will say that uh, Zvi is very smart, very well informed. Uh, he's definitely a good source to listen to. Um, I don't see his Ukraine posts as quite as authoritative as his COVID posts. Um, you, I think you he's doing t- his best to keep himself informed. 
Uh, but I think it's much more difficult with Ukraine. Yeah, you can tell his uh, Ukraine posts are less authoritative than his COVID posts because in like the first or second of them, he said, hey, just so we're clear, these are less authoritative than my COVID posts. <laughs> yeah. I also, also uh, like 90% of his sources that he posts links to are Twitter uh, and they don't all necessarily have like some source they're linking to because uh, I've tried to look look into some of the claims i'm like all right i mean these are clearly people he he trusts and thinks to know what they're talking about but they're not like they're i i don't have any way of verifying that they're uh what they're saying is is accurate right uh yeah so one of the um posters he links to for his china posts uh eric metz has recently started a Substack where he's basically just reposting his Twitter threads, uh, but he is oh, including... Oh, I love those. Yeah, he's uh, including a... Um, he's including uh, sources as hyperlinks oh. in the Substack posts. So, oh, that's uh, much better. Yeah, that too will be in the uh, show notes. Great. Or if you don't right. trust links, it's uh, crisiswatch.substack.com. Why would you not trust links? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you shouldn't trust links on Discord, but uh, in podcast, I am unaware of any uh, any hacking attempts from links in podcast feed descriptions or episode descriptions. Certainly not from our podcast. Certainly yeah, it's not. not. Our high quality links are fine. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't click on anyone else's links. All right, our next follow up uh, is the emerging saga that we've covered the last two episodes of world food prices and supply. Um, last we left it, we were pretty, we said, uh, yeah, it'll probably be pretty okay, because everyone planted extra wheat, seems to be fine. Um, turns out world food prices are actually up 13%, which is kind of a lot. Yeah, you only uh, got away with saying that because I wasn't here. <laughs> and, uh, there was, uh, alright, we'll hear from David in a second, but I want to... Zvi had a great quote on this where he says, no amount of I crunch the numbers and enough food is being produced will matter if the price gets on it for it. Yeah, well, that's so pre- generally how so, famines work. Uh, the price becomes too much for the poorer people. Yeah, but we've uh, the past two episodes, we've been all speculating about like, oh, is there enough food? Isn't there enough food? Is Are they making enough? Aren't they making enough? And you can really just look at the price and see what's going on. And doing that shows that it's um, not uh, it, it, it's it's not good. Yeah. Yes, and uh, since around 1800, the year 1800 or so, uh, famines have not happened because we have literally failed to produce the required number of calories to support humanity. They've happened because um, we failed to get the calories to people who need them. So, yeah, yeah. we can definitely make up the shortfall in production is not a particularly reassuring thing to say to alleviate famine worries. All right, fair enough. Uh, and our last follow-up, this just came out today. It looks like Elon Musk might actually buy Twitter. Yeah. Uh, he had made, last episode, he had made an offer, and uh, nobody really thought this was going to go anywhere. It kind of seemed like a 420 joke. <laughs> <laughs> um... But it came out today that they're in like there's like a, a one board vote or something away from it actually happening. I was kind of surprised. I thought it was going to fall apart, but uh, here we are. Yeah, I thought he was just you know shit posting. I really hope everybody who said that they would leave Twitter if Elon bought it does actually leave Twitter. 
Yeah, right. The, I'm sure they'll uh, they'll be able to hang out in Canada with everyone who left after Trump was exactly. elected. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we talked about this last episode, David. Do you, since you weren't here, do you have any thoughts on uh, Elon Musk and Twitter? Uh, I am in the glorious non-tweeting master race. So, uh, not particularly, I will say I have quite enjoyed, uh, seeing the hypocrisy of, uh, leftists and anti-capitalists cheering, like, Saudi Arabian princes and, uh, uh, vanguard investments and corporate poison pills because it's, uh, what's theoretically protecting their favorite internet hangout from the quote-unquote scourge of (laughs) political opinions they don't like can't they just not follow people whose opinions they don't like i mean i do that with a lot of people i see you haven't met very many internet leftists yeah the point isn't to avoid seeing things you don't like it's to avoid anyone else seeing those things Ah. because otherwise they might think things you don't like and that's that can't be tolerated well, damn. I, no wonder I hate these people. <laughs> See, what would be the best is if half the journalists leave Twitter. Because then there won't be one place where all the journalists are. So there might actually be some diversity of opinion in journalism. Cat. I don't know. I think probably... La- lack all... of diversity of opinion in journalism predates Twitter by a good bit. So I don't think a uh, Twitter diaspora would fix that. I don't think that's true. I'm happy for all the journalists to stay on Twitter, like, as a way to amuse themselves, but as a thing to get news from, it's stupid. But they're not using it to amuse themselves. They're using it to get news, and more more to the point, they're using it to get takes. Right, they should do better, is what and, I'm saying. <laughs> well, they're not going to, Eniash. Well, maybe we're going to have to take Twitter away be- from them, then. Look, don't tell the leftists, but you can't just tell people to do better. Wait, what? That doesn't help. Yeah. Could have sworn that doesn't actually do anything. I don't. I don't know if anyone has told you that, but it's not an effective strategy to change society. Look, whenever I am having some sort of back pain or something, I just look at my spine and I say, "Do better," and it gets better. Uh, that does actually work, though. <laughs> God damn it, David! <laughs> Stop being full of shit. No, I'm. I'm not being full of shit. Uh, a lot of back pain is psychosomatic. Yeah, but you can't just tell it to do better. <laughs> That's true. Also, I think Eniash's back pain might not be. Uh, Inyash, do you have a lot of repressed rage? You know, only oh when God, I'm you have on... so much repressed Only rage. when I'm on a podcast with you, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, the fact well, that you uh, gave a somewhat negative answer to that indicates that you're successfully repressing your rage, and that rage <laughs> is returning as back pain. Nice. All right, well, the <laughs> obvious solution is to express more rage. Rawr! I mean, I mean, I mean, you guys are joking, but that's actually a decent summary of uh, healing back pain by John Sarno, which I think is one of the uh, most underrated medical texts of the 20th century. I mean, it. Well, I don't like ways to heal back pain because I'm a lawyer, and uh, 90% of the money in law is about back pain. Really? <laughs> I mean, in personal injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. That's that's I okay. I'm a family lawyer, so I actually don't make any money from back pain. Ah, okay. I used to do personal injury, and it was all back huh, pain. Okay. I mean, I know at least originally it was not psychosomatic because I actually had to get surgery, and that made a huge difference. Uh, as to what's left, who knows? Who knows? All right. Anyway, we'll stop psychoanalyzing Eniash and move on to the new news. And as usual, we'll start with Ukraine. 
Okay, on to uh, psychoanalyzing Ukraine. <laughs> I mean, it's really Putin we psychoanalyze <laughs> here when we talk about Ukraine. Um, and I bet he's super pissed off because uh, his battleship sank. Did we not cover that last week or last time? I don't think that happened last oh, time. Oh, man, it must have been like just a day after we recorded then. Yeah, I think it was between like when we recorded when we published. Okay, yeah. But yeah, the Moskva, which was like the Russian flagship battleship, uh, was sunk. And it's really uh, funny. I'm sorry. I I'm I'm I know that Gray is in physical pain at this point in the recording, so I'll go ahead and God. cut you off. Now, it is a cruiser, not a battleship. Yes, it matters. No, it doesn't matter to anyone who isn't uh, very particular about that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah. So anyway, the Russian battleship <laughs> um, was sunk, and it's very funny. Because Russia claims that it was just, you know, it was an accidental fire. They sunk their own <laughs> ship. It wasn't Ukraine. <laughs> Makes it much better. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're just retaliating against Ukraine because they were going to do that anyway. Ah. Well, in their defense, this isn't the first time that the flagship of the Russian fleet has been sunk by an accidental fire. Yeah, That's fair. That's embarrassing. The, uh... uh yeah, the I can't remember the name of the ship, but uh, their what was for a while their only aircraft carrier uh, was damaged somehow, and uh, it the Russia only had one floating dry dock able to repair it, and while they were doing repairs, the dry dock caught fire and sank <laughs> and damaged the aircraft carrier even worse. Womp, so, womp. You bring up an in- at least, but the aircraft carrier didn't sink, did it? It technically it's still floating, but it is incapable of combat operations, and Russia has zero facilities capable of repairing it. So, Wait, is this why a non-aircraft carrier is their flagship now, since they don't have yeah. one? Yes. Oh wow, I didn't <laughs> know their navy was in such bad shape. So how mad is Putin, do you think, since we're since we're psychoanalyzing this week? I would uh, give him three back pains of mad. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably not suppressing it, though. So it's probably not coming out as bad. Ah. Well, did you see that picture of it's him sitting on that chair? Lunches. I did see that. That looked like yeah, a I, very painful chair to sit in. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's just uh, like it, people make a lot of stupid faces and move through a lot of stupid poses while um, just doing normal activities, like in this case, pulling in a chair. Oh, um, okay. It's why, it's why, like, the royal family aren't supposed to yawn or sneeze or cough in public. I'm pretty sure someone just, like, took a camera, uh, candid picture at a uh, bad time and he ended up looking stupid. I don't think he was actually sitting at that meeting gripping the table white knuckled with his chin tucked into his chest okay well thankfully i don't have that problem i always look all right eniash yes sir tell us about uh the chemical plant fires there have been a number of fires in russia uh the probably the one that most people have heard about is the chemical plant fire because uh, russia has a very centralized industry for well for a lot of things but for chemicals specifically as well, uh, dating back to the Soviet era. And uh, this makes precursors for a lot of things that they use in war, such as jet fuel. People aren't sure if they're going to have any way to uh, replace this. So this is very bad. 
But uh, there was a giant fire at a chemical plant, which took that plant out. Uh, there was a fire at their defense research industry within the same day, I believe. And then just this morning, I saw there was another fire at an industrial center, uh, which makes a bunch of stuff that they use for war. Uh, it's it's looking like there's some some sabotage happening internally in Russia. Um, telling all y'all. I, uh, I heard a great... Um semi-conspiracy theory about this. Really more an incompetence theory than a conspiracy. But, uh, the theory goes, um, when the Soviet Union, uh, subdued, I want to say it was Czechoslovakia, uh, the first strike was sending in the, uh, intelligence agencies to bribe all the military and civil officials so they wouldn't have any uh, organized resistance and uh this theory goes that putin tried to do the same thing uh before attacking ukraine but the intelligence apparatus just pocketed the money and now they're deliberately trying to sabotage the russian war effort so that uh putin will be deposed and no one will be able to come after them and punish them for pocketing the bribe money they were supposed to give to ukraine wow wait wait. are you trying to suggest that russia is corrupt that is what i'm suggesting yes <sighs> strong words isn't that the primary reasoning be- behind why all their stuff sucks and is falling apart because people just weren't doing the maintenance and were shipping tanks out without all their uh all their armor plating to save money well you heard it here first people Scoop exclusive I... on the Mind Killer podcast. <laughs> Russia may be corrupt. <laughs> there may be some corruption problems inside of there... Russia. I know. I know it's tough to believe. There may be some downsides but, uh, to having a very corrupt society. Unless you think that David and Eniash are misinformed, which is obviously impossible. Uh, it turns out Russia may be corrupt. Yeah, uh, yeah so maybe, uh, maybe they did accidentally burn down their own ship. Who knows? Well, it wouldn't have been accidentally if it was sabotage. But it, it had to take a lot of... um. Lo- I'm not sure what exactly you're thinking would be if you set up a ship... Uh, if you set a ship on fire that you are currently on and don't have a way to get off of it. Well, I don't know if anyone died in the ship. <laughs> though it's Russia, so... Uh, yeah, there there have definitely been apparent losses of hands. Uh, I believe the captain went down with his ship. What? Which is good think- for him. As is tradition. I didn't th- think the ship actually sunk. Wasn't it, like, crippled and towed off somewhere? Uh, no, yeah, no, it, it, it was it was fully promoted to submarine. <laughs> <laughs> the captain of the Moskva was confirmed killed. All right, um, more Ukraine news. This isn't actually Ukraine news, but it's related. Um, it, we'll call it Vladimir Putin being pissed off news. Uh, Sweden and Finland have announced that they're going to apply to join NATO, which um, uh, Putin is probably not happy about. He's uh, been very against anyone new joining NATO. Does this mean he has to go invade Sweden and Finland now? Probably. Too bad he can't because his whole army's kind of occupied. I'm got to go liberate the Russians in Finland. Yeah, it is weird that they're not already part of it. They just kind of seem like the countries you, you would think of. Uh, it's basically because we didn't offer to let them join because uh, we didn't want to provoke the Soviet Union. And then we haven't gotten around to it since the soviet union fell more or less okay yeah and finland's the one with the actual border uh sweden does have a border with russia it's just tiny what oh i looked on a map just to see and i didn't see a border yeah it's not the sort of border you can easily see on a non-zoomed map 
Oh, wait, no, sorry. It's Norway that has a border with yeah. Russia. Yep. Yeah, because I'm like, there's nothing there that could plausibly... Yeah, it's Norway. Is Norway already in NATO? I don't But I typed so. in, is Norway to Google, and auto-completed, is Norway in NATO? Uh, yeah, they say they're a founding member. Oh, okay, cool. Which, yeah, that's def- that's like doubly weird then, that Norway's in, and Sweden and Finland aren't. Because they're like right in the middle there. I bet if you were around at the time, it made sense. Yeah, I mean, I think... It would be especially uh, provocative, I guess, to get countries that with actual borders with Russia. Or it was the USSR at the time. I guess. Then again, I don't know where their borders were because it's all different now. The The last thing about Ukraine I got was this uh, Twitter thread that seems to be accurate that, like, Germany are being total shitheads. <laughs> but, like, not just not Germany, but just, like, the chancellor of Germany. So tell us what the Chancellor of Germany is doing. The the well the so the German um legislature keeps passing aid packages to Ukraine to help out to give them like money and weapons and stuff and the chancellor just keeps delaying it and preventing it from going over and he keeps saying, "Oh yeah, we're sending it." Checks in the mail and then he keeps not sending it and it's super weird and no one can figure out what he's doing. Maybe he's one of the people that Russia actually did successfully bribe. I, that would be super weird. Yeah, I think he's probably more likely just a moral coward and uh, doesn't want to uh, have an egg on his face from having canceled their uh, nuclear power program, making them entirely reliant on Russian natural gas, which will probably get cut off if they actually go through with this. Wait, how does any of that have anything to do with them sending money to Ukraine? Uh, if you think Russia's going to cut off the natural gas? Yeah. If Germany <laughs> sends if Germany sends weapons and money to Ukraine, Russia's probably not going to be as eager to send natural gas to Germany. I don't know about that. Everything I keep hearing about it is that uh Russia's like desperate for this natural gas money and will sell it to anyone who's willing to pay him for it. Isn't Germany planning and to stop buying the- from Russia at, by the end of the year anyway? Yeah, all the pressure is the other direction. Yeah, I mean, I'm not suggesting this guy is correct in his assessment, but that's what I guess he's thinking. All right, well, we'll keep an eye on that and uh, see if anything else comes out about this, because for right now, I just find it confusing. Yeah, it just doesn't not make sense as an explanation to me. I think there's something else behind it. Moving on, uh, next story is Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, uh, is a huge shithead. Mm-hmm. Um, not exactly news, but the new part is that he weirdly just decided to mandate enhanced border security checks at the Mexico border and caused a giant traffic backup, um, held up shipping and a, um, some, some company estimated that, that the United States, uh, economy lost 477 uh, i think million or billion it would have had to be four, million 477 yeah. million yeah a day oh a day uh because of this yeah and he did it for 10 days uh, did he say why for the listeners uh benefit the reason why they were confused is because some chucklehead just wrote 477 dollars yeah whoever made this outline is uh very careless but there seemed to be, like, no reason to do this. And then after 10 days, he was like, ah, just kidding. We're not. We'll take it back. 
um, and claimed he got some kind of security guarantees from the Mexican states that, so that I, I'm sure didn't do anything. I am never going to forgive Greg Abbott, and here's why. If he was smart and had a sense of humor, he wouldn't have called this, like, uh, security in the uh, crime or defense sense. He would have called it COVID security, and that would have been hilarious. <laughs> Just because then the left wouldn't know what to do. Yes. I think the left would have known exactly what to do. She would be crying racism. I That's like their one move. Crying COVID is their second move, though. No, they have, they've never had any problem saying, like, anything Republicans want to do for COVID security is racist. It's it's the uh, they only support, you know, Democrat COVID security. Um, but anyway, it was stupid. It didn't accomplish anything and lost the economy a bunch of money. So thanks, Greg Abbott. All right. Ew. Speaking of fucking stupid shit, we'll move on to what Florida's been up to. <laughs> uh, Florida has an equally shithead governor named Ron DeSantis. Um, this wasn't all him. President uh, of the United States, Ron DeSantis. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if Trump dies. But yeah, so he uh, so <laughs> Disney, you know, Disney, the company with the, the Sleeping Beauties and the Snow Whites and whatnot. I've heard of it. Um, they they have their big park down there. Don't they also have the Star Florida, Wars and I, the Marvel heroes? Yeah, they have all that now. Um, they were like, ah, this don't say gay bill. We don't like it. Um, which was like, I don't know what their actual statement was, but it was about as milquetoast as that. And Ron DeSantis was like, okay, fuck you then. Um, so Disney World has like, it's like their own municipality. Um, they basically like own the town and run the local They're government. They're like a uh, special, what what do they call those things yeah. that they do in um, Guatemala? Special uh, economic special zone? Econ- a Zed? Yeah, a special economic zone. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's not that because they still have to comply with federal and state law and probably county law, too. But it's it's got a bunch of uh, special laws just for them, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. They get to they get to they get to control the local government. Um, and Florida has now repealed that law that allows them to do that. Oh, did they actually repeal it? I thought they were just they actually repealed to. it. No, they oh, did it okay. yesterday. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I didn't think they were going to go through with it either. I was like, ah, they're just saber rattling. Mm-hmm. But they, they went ahead and did it. which is, And this is like the most unconstitutional thing I've heard of in the past since like since I've been alive. I mean, wait, this what is? is? De- you're definitely not allowed to do this. Wait, why not? Because you because are freedom yeah, of you're speech. punishing something. The government is punishing uh, someone for saying something that the government didn't like. So it, yeah. So it it's not just a matter of like, okay, so here's my thinking. The the it's not a punishment it's the retraction of a privilege that's a punishment if that's a if that's a punishment under the law then yes that is absolutely 100 percent unconstitutional <laughs> yes that is a punishment under the law if you give uh somebody a privilege and then take it away because they made political speech you don't like uh, that is punishing them for their speech. And if it wasn't uh, enough that, like, we can just tell that this is the case, uh, the Florida lieutenant governor was being interviewed on TV, so it's, like, you know, recorded, and uh, was asked, look, if Disney backed off from this woke stuff, uh, would they get their privileges back? And the lieutenant governor said, sure. So, uh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that- I, I, I'm not disputing... Um, I'm not disputing whether this is retaliation for protected speech. It clearly is. 
my impression was just that they were retaliating in a way that they were possibly allowed to do because, you know, they just gave Disney this weird um, uh, privilege in the first place. And so I figured they may be able to retract that whenever they wanted. Uh, but apparently that's not the case, in which case, yes, no, this that is, is obviously that is not how it works. Honestly, I really like these special economic zones, and I sort of think that we had wish we had more of them, so just so people could try out, you know, different things in different places. It's like, it's a small enough place that if you don't like it, you can not work at Disney and move out. Yep. Yeah, there's only like, I think, 12 people that actually live there. <laughs> um, and there but yeah, it's... Well, there uh, there are some... There are, like, a bunch of hotels and stuff uh, that are part of the Disney park. Uh, so, yeah. like, they're, they have a fairly big transient population. But, um, yeah, not many permanent residents. Yeah. Uh, so, and in, like, three weeks, um, I'll be uh, doing some shoe leather reporting. Oh, oh, you know the fancy buzzwords so, now. That's right. So I'll, uh, I'll be reporting back. As to the state of things in Disney. Whether it is a dystopia living under the monarchy of the mouse. Yeah. And um, so I've decided that's what I'm going to be spending all our Patreon Hey, on. wait a minute. I thought I got a little cut of that, too. <laughs> no, no. It's for the for oh, the it's podcast. a business expense. I'm not just going. Oh, oh, yeah. damn it. I'm not, I won't have any fun well, while I got I'm a there. business expense, too. You don't have any business I expenses. do. I, got, uh, I just bought a new computer, which I'm going to be using to edit this. So, uh, hi. <laughs> That's not a business right. expense. <laughs> what, what whatever David just bought, that's a business <laughs> right? expense. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this is um, totally unconstitutional. And the, the crazy thing about this is that, like, I'm sure people do this all the time, but they say things like, "Oh no, this has nothing to do with their support of the law. This is just, you know, we're we're just rethinking the wisdom." of this particular arrangement and we've all decided that it's not in the you know the economic best interests of the state to have these kinds of things here um and no no everyone's just going on tv being like yeah it's because they they said they didn't like our bill so fuck them and the funny part is that uh apparently the municipality has like two billion dollars in debt that the florida government's now two billion (laughs) yeah whoa that's i mean i didn't verify that so that might not well, be true, but I did see see a couple of people mention. And the that. Florida government has to assume that debt. I mean, yeah, yeah it's otherwise their, uh, it's uh, it's even more illegal. Well, I said takings yeah. as well as a one uh, uh, A violation. I figured they could just jump it on Disney since Disney had been controlling it before then. No, they're taking over the municipality, so they get the wow. debt. Wow. Yeah. So, like, I'm not even sure Disney's gonna challenge this, <laughs> even though it's clearly like they would definitely win uh i still i still figure they will just because maybe they'll wait until the two billion is paid off and then challenge it yeah right (laughs) it's cute that you think the government pays off its debts (laughs) i mean at least wait till they assume that just get it off your books then then challenge all right david yes you have news for us from the atf yeah, so the AFT, um, as Joe Biden is wont to call them, has uh, responded to said presidents. Uh, well, you know, you get you really want to get the the, the best ones first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tobacco, who cares? Yes, alcohol and firearms—that's the fun part. <laughs> yeah, so um, uh, Joe Biden has been on this kick about uh, cracking down on spooky, scary ghost guns, and uh, indeed the. Um, uh, 
number of crimes committed in 2020 uh, with using ghost guns did rise precipitously in 2022 because they redefined ghost guns to uh, make them seem like a bigger deal than they were. Um, All right, now ghost guns, that's like when a gun is melted down, but its spirit <laughs> remains and terrorizes its previous owner, right? Oh, I thought it was when a ghost shoots you with a gun. Yeah, so so a ghost gun, uh, quote unquote, is a is just a gun that was built by a private gunsmith for private uh, use. Um, if you uh, build a gun uh, as a private gunsmith and then sell it, then um, uh, sell it commercially, then it needs to be serialized. Uh, interpersonal purchases. I don't know if they should be serialized, but usually aren't, or just uh, uh, are fine, because either way they're unenforceable. Um, But anyway, uh, so that's what a ghost gun was. Now a ghost gun is any of those, and also any gun that has had its serial number defiled, um, or uh, otherwise obscured. Um, and naturally, this means that, uh, ghost guns went from being used in about 0% of crimes to being used in a significant number of them, uh, because, you know, criminals well, that's definitely you do defile the yeah. serial numbers on their firearms, uh, that they stole or, uh, bought legally or bought illegally, but, um, from someone other than a licensed dealer or whatever. So yeah, there's there was a lot of chicanery with that sort of with those statistics, and uh, for those of you who were wondering why uh, I don't think the CDC should be allowed to study gun control, that's why because government statistics are not unbiased statistics. I I'm not sure how it follows that uh, because they redefined ghost guns to have this other definition that that means the CDC has bad statistics. People sometimes say stupid things like, "Oh, these statistics came from the CDC. That means they're unbiased." And no, it doesn't. Oh, okay, yeah. People are saying dumb things, but I don't think that necessarily yes. means CDC shouldn't study anything ever because some people are dumb. Well, the other reason I don't think they should do it is because the CDC gun violence and violence in general isn't a disease it's a violence well yes i guess if it was the cdc and v or something yeah plus like a good bit of the uh problems we had during covid what or came from the center for disease control and prevention spending much more time money and energy studying shit than they did uh controlling and or preventing it so all that aside uh, the ATF has uh, passed a new, quote, guidance, unquote, in response to um, this push from Biden. And essentially what it amounts to is uh, changing and adding to current gun laws without actually changing, you know, the laws. Because uh, they're doing the standard... Um, executive branch agency nonsense of, uh, well, Congress passed this law in the 60s, and we're not, and we want to do something different now, so we're going to pretend we're, quote, interpreting, unquote, the law differently, because, you know, we're not going to pass another law through the legislature like you're supposed to do. 
what advantage do they get from renaming the mutilated guns as ghost guns? Uh, they they make it look like ghost guns are actually used in crimes when they're not. Okay, but what difference does that make to anybody whether or not they're added into a list of ghost guns used? Like, are there different laws that regulate ghost guns or whatever? Uh, well, now there are, yes. Um, although that was just a uh, PR push in advance of pushing these new laws. Uh, one of the interesting points that I was trying to circle around to is in order to regulate the sale of all firearms, you need to have a pretty rigorous definition of a firearm. This is really, really hard because firearms, by certain definitions, are actually really easy to make. Um, My brother once made a potato gun when we were in high school out of PVC pipe. Yeah, so the ATF has rooted around this by basically just thumbs-upping and thumbs-downing things uh, as they went. And one of the convenient ways to get a thumbs-up for uh, being able to sell things uh, without needing to go through all these, um, jump through all these hoops, both to get permission to sell them in the first place and to actually make the sale, is to sell what's called an 80% parts kit which is basically uh, sell the part of the gun that's legally classified as the gun, but sell it in an unfinished condition so you need to machine out some metal yourself. Uh, So one of the things that the, uh, quote, ghost gun, unquote, uh, rule changes has done is they have tightened the restrictions on these 80% parts kits. Under the new definition of... A firearm or a firearms dealership, uh, pretty much any hardware store with a decent plumbing section will be a firearms dealership, legally speaking. And since most hardware stores aren't licensed to sell firearms, they'll be uh, felony unlicensed gun dealerships. Uh, so that's bad. Uh, also, they're what what are called... Sp- but that's also, like, not true, right? Because no, I, I no, hear it this is. all the time. No, it... it but I hear this all the time about laws where they're like, by the text of that law, it would include this absurd thing that obviously nobody intended. And like, no no hardware stores are going to get fined under this or, or arrested or whatever. So, so Right? Like, that's not actually going to happen. So that's true, but that is because, like, the ATF is really bad about making rules and then enforcing them in an absurdly selective manner. By a strict reading of the text of the uh, ruling, which is separate from the text of the bill, the law, which hasn't changed, this is just the ATF playing, or the, yeah, ATF playing Calvin Ball, um, hardware stores are 1,000% uh, covered under this. Because the, the rule is you can sell, the new rule is you can sell 80% finished receivers but only if you aren't also selling the pieces needed to finish them in the same establishment, whether it be a website, a brick-and-mortar store, etc. I think that's just the law working as intended. So the issue with that is you can build a gun without leaving a Lowe's. Sure, but Lowe's aren't going to get stopped by that, and stores that basically have all the stuff of a Lowe's, but... Only the stuff that you can use for guns and advertise themselves as it are going to get stopped by that, which is the law working uh, as intended. Okay, okay, Inyash, you realize that 
having a legal system set up so that a bunch of people break laws all the time, but then they only actually get in trouble with it if someone in the government gets mad at them is a bad thing, right? Well, okay, yes, I understand the argument against it, but if that's what they want to happen, then it's working as intended. It's just the intention is bad in your opinion. Okay, sure. And there's other people that would be like, you know what, it's great if someone sets up a hardware store that just sells the gun building stuff that they should get in trouble. Well, I mean, there is a big problem about having, like, lots of laws on the books that don't get enforced unless the, you know, law enforcement feels like fucking with somebody. And then they have, like, this menu of things that everyone does that are technically illegal that they can just grab and be like, oh, well, you're under arrest for this. Or, like, if some... You know, city councilman gets a bug up their ass about the local hardware store and wants to be like, you're in violation of this law. You know, that that's that is bad. awful, but that's also already what we have. Like, Yeah, there's a million things they can already harass. <laughs> yeah, I'm but not it's still to... bad to add more. Sure. Yes. Um, also, it's potentially interesting because um, Walmart is well known for having a very large and competent army of attack lawyers. And uh, certainly they would go after whoever is making the report of them selling unlicensed firearm kits first, but they would theoretically be protected by whistleblower laws. And when that fails, as it should, then Walmart would sick its attack lawyers on the ATF, which would be hilarious. Yeah, it's not Walmart I'm worried about. To uh, put the icing on the cake... Uh, everything that's currently legal for sale, except for the 80% parts kits, are going to get grandfathered in. So all of these new requirements only apply to fun, new, innovative stuff, not to currently approve um, designs. So it's also going to just, you know, fossilize the firearms industry a little. Probably an intended outcome. Yep. Yep. So all right. that was bad. Yep, sounds very stupid. <laughs> All right, moving on. Next story is COVID, specifically COVID in China. Um, cases seem to still be increasing. How the hell do they still have COVID in China? Uh, well, they never had it before, so no one's immune. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my God. Okay. And their, uh, their, their vaccines are terrible. So nobody has any immunity. Um, so everyone's getting COVID now and they're doing like those super hardcore lockdowns we were talking about last episode and still it's not working. Uh, cases are still increasing. Hmm. Do you think it would have been better to have COVID at the same time as the rest of the world or pushing it off until now is, is a benefit? So it, no, it would have been, bad. it would have been a benefit if they had either had developed good vaccines domestically or had, um, uh, agreed to import good vaccines from elsewhere. But they didn't, so it's... I don't know that it's necessarily worse, but it's certainly uh, as at least as bad. And they did go through two years of lockdowns and awful shit. That is also true, yes. Yeah, I mean, it might be better because they're getting Omicron, which is less deadly, we think. We think that's not just because everyone had already developed some immunity. Um, we don't... It's, it's impossible to tell because China's obviously faking their death numbers. Yes. Um, I think they reported like 10 deaths from COVID in the past month, which is laughable. Well, uh, so it is possible that they're just uh, taking the people with severe COVID out behind the shed and uh, not making the same mistake Americans have been making of reporting deaths with COVID as deaths of COVID. (laughs) 
I'm sorry, you're about to die of COVID, so we're going to shoot you in the head so it doesn't count as a COVID death? Yeah, you died from getting shot in the head, <laughs> not from COVID. Um, that's probably not what's happening, but you know, you it's never know. It's easier just to lie. Yeah, they, they could just be making up the numbers, yes. Yeah, uh, Shanghai is a where the ground zero for all of this. Uh, their port is super backed up. I think we're used to hearing stories about that uh, from various ports around the world. But yeah, Shanghai is the new one. Uh, major, major, major port city. Port city supplies a lot of shit for the entire world. Uh, so that's adding to the supply chain issues everywhere. So thanks a lot, Shanghai. Yeah, thanks a lot, China. I mean. Shanghai would be shipping yes. if they could. Yeah. Fair enough. So, uh, um, so who put this in here about a shadow war? Uh, that that's David. So, uh, conspiracy time. Ta- conspiracy oh, time with crazy Uncle David. So, uh, Scott Alexander recently posted his uh, dictator book club for Xi Jinping, and one of the bit players in that was a guy named Zhang Zemin, the uh, uh, fine fellow. By which I mean the uh, horrific monster who took over control of China immediately after um, uh, Deng Xiaoping. So Zhang uh, only played a bit part in that um, uh, review, but he's actually still a quite significant player in Chinese domestic politics. Uh, He's pretty much the... um, the uh, main rival to Xi Jinping, the uh, current ruler. So, uh, basically, Zhang failed to consolidate enough power during his own reign to uh, just push through the term limits like Xi is currently trying to do, but he did manage to consolidate power over the secret police and a good bit of the military. And like I said, he is still around, still has control of the secret police, and still knows where all the bodies are buried. And there have been some, let's say, notably inconvenient plane crashes and industrial accidents in China recently, which a plausible way to interpret those is uh, someone trying, someone, God knows who, trying to make Xi look bad uh, in time for him him to fail re-election this fall. Zhang's uh, principal power base is in Shanghai, as you might remember from uh, the Scott Alexander post. And China has been noticeably doing a better job of bungling this than they have previous COVID lockdowns, uh, especially early on. So, my conspiracy theory, which I'm not sure how confident I am in it, is that Xi may have deliberate, semi-deliberately um, uh, let, uh, implemented a lackluster lockdown early on so that things could get more out of hand and he could attack, um, attack Zhang's, power ba- Zhang's power base in the name of COVID security. Well, I think any theory that starts out with this is a conspiracy theory should start with 0% credence already. And if you aren't sure how seriously to take it, just go down from there. Oh, oh <laughs> I mean, yeah. summer child. Saying, I feel like saying this is a conspiracy theory is like a way of saying I'm not that confident in this. Uh, d- if it's, uh, okay. you know. All right. That made me very sad. The what? The conspiracy theory part? 
uh, the thing you said about conspiracy theories. Like, MKUltra... Nobody calls calls uh, things conspiracy theories that are confirmed. None of those are conspiracy theories because they actually happen. People don't start those out being like, I'm going to tell you about a crazy conspiracy theory. They're going to be like, I'm going to tell you about a crazy thing the CIA did. Okay, well then... Forget what I said about conspiracy theories. We're going to tell you about a crazy thing that the Chinese secret police did. How's that? That's actually much right. better. Thank much you. better. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. Now, Eniash, yeah. you can tell us about the crazy thing the Indian government did. The Oh, yeah. Okay. This, this is just straight up accident. But uh, India launched a accidentally launched a missile into Pakistan uh, which is highly derp <laughs> which is highly worrisome uh, the missile they specifically launched it's it's there's some contention whether it could carry a nuclear warhead or not but uh yeah this is I believe the very first time that a nuclear armed state accidentally launched a missile at another nuclear armed state and uh, of note is these states have been very aggressive towards each towards each other in the recent past. They had border skirmishes uh, back in 2019, and at one case, Pakistan actually increased its nuclear alertness levels as a deterrent to India. So, you know, this 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 could have been very bad. Uh, the missile flew through some airspace that is often used by commercial flights. Didn't hit anything, fortunately. Um, India has a high-level military hotline that they could have used to contact Pakistan after this missile was accidentally launched. They did not... Ooh, a hotline. Yeah, but they did not use it. Uh, so 1980s. <laughs> Maybe it's a, a crypto cloud hotline now, so it's all current and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's a crypto hotline. Much yeah, better. but Pakistani officials say they, they were, not were not contacted, uh, and, uh, and, and India, India waited, waited two, two days, days after the incident before, before issuing, issuing a public a statement. Public statement. Uh, Pakistan, uh, Pakistan did place did their frontline front bl- bases and strike, and strike craft on high on alert. High so this so this, this is bad. bad. Look, man, Look, sometimes you just you know fire missile by accident. It's a big deal. Okay, it's it's kind of a big deal. You shouldn't fire missiles by accident, and if you do, you should immediately you know let the other side know this was an accident. There's no nukes on this one, and if there is an accidentally nuke on it, we'll like you know we'll let you nuke one of our places. You know. It's, we'll, it's all fair. Go just go ahead and nuke uh, whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever place, whatever place we're, not we're not that, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, breaking news: uh, the Twitter sale is signed and done. Uh, yeah, I I also saw that. It is. Uh, everyone's reporting it out. It has been closed. All right, so we're taking bets. Does Trump get his Twitter back? Yes. Yes. I think so. Yep, I think so, too. I don't too. know how All right, long he'll well, keep his Twitter, but he's going to get it oh, back. Oh, I think he'll keep it. Uh, so you guys uh, and our listeners probably didn't realize, because I didn't realize, CNN launched a streaming service called CNN Plus. I found out when it stopped streaming. Yeah, um, which it did after a month. They started it like a month ago, launched it uh, apparently to great fanfare, though I didn't see any, Had a bunch of like... What they called popular hosts lined up to do shows. There was a big media push, and uh, nobody signed up. <laughs> so they've already folded it. CNN Plus is no more. Um, well, and I think this is very funny because CNN was the first 24 hour news network. Yeah. And at the time when they announced it, everyone was like, why would you need a 24 hour news network? <laughs> There's not enough news in 24 hours to justify that much coverage, <laughs> which is correct. 
But I think it's a nice bookend to be like, CNN's going to go into the streaming business and just completely fell on their face. Yeah, you don't need CNN Plus when you have the Mind Killer. Yeah, right? We should get the Mind Killer Plus. I believe that's our Substack, right? Yeah, right? Subscribe to our Substack, the Mind Killer Plus, where you get access to our exclusive uh, Discord chat and episodes early and bonus episodes. Mind Killer Plus, it's already lasted longer than CNN Plus. <laughs> Very true. All right. International news. France. The racist woman lost. Yay. The uh, Emmanuel Macron has won. Uh, is it the presidency? Do they have a president? I'm sorry, Wes. The yeah. official mind killer style guide says it's pronounced macaroon. Uh, <laughs> is that the one that's made with coconut or the one that's the little sandwich? It's the little sandwich. No, that's a macaron. The macaroon is the coconut one. Uh, no, the coconut one is... It doesn't matter. Emmanuel, whatever his last name is, is one. He will be the... He will remain the French president. Uh, he got 58% of the vote, so it was uh, pretty much a landslide. Uh, Le Pen, everyone... Nobody really expected Le Pen to have much of a chance, uh, but turns out all the doubters were right. Well, uh that's, I think that's good because yeah, the I pen consider that good awful. news. The pen was pretty racist. Yep. All right. Um, next story: federal court news. Um, so Joe Biden has a bunch of racist policies, and they keep getting uh, declared unconstitutional by the courts, which is nice. That is nice. Um, the first one was their restaurant relief program. Um, they had like, just a bailout under the American Rescue Plan for restaurants, and had a three-week period where only certain races and ethnic- ethnicities could apply. That's fine. Um, and it's, you know, <laughs> I don't know exactly which ones, but I bet I could guess it's the not-white ones. Uh, the court said, um, so there's this whole thing guaranteeing equal protection of the laws, and that was very, very clearly meant to provide equal protection for people of different races. Like, race is definitely the one thing you can't do these kinds of uh, divisions by unless they pass strict scrutiny, which this definitely doesn't. Um, then he tried to do an agricultural bailout that was only for non-whites. It was like non-white farmers were getting extra money. And the courts also said, dude, you can't do that. Um, no word yet on whether you're allowed to... Uh, you know, only give non-white people the uh, COVID vaccine. Oh yeah, uh, and they still have at least these two programs. And they still haven't decided if you can uh, keep Asians out of uh, colleges. Well, they're gonna they're gonna be doing that this term. Yeah. So, so any day now, that ruling's gonna come down. Someone should just like make some cartoons of people being racist, crossed out with red X's, and then write "don't" in big bold letters with several exclamation points, and then tape that to the resolute desk so he remembers. Do better, Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Do better. Uh, I mean, this is really all Congress's fault. This is actually like shit they passed. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's not a, Biden. You know, he just signed the bill, but it's not like he could be like. I guess he could be like, I'm not signing this unless you take out the racist parts. But he's not going to. Yeah, I'm that. pretty sure he was in support. I'm sure. But still, you know, when I when I'm placing blame on this, it's it's with the people who actually wrote it. Okay, yeah. he, he, he Biden likes gets a it. little blame. But. He li- he only uh, he only wants the black people to get big numbers like uh, um, COVID relief, uh, agricultural relief, uh, 
drug law or uh, drug sentences, you know, the big numbers. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh, because he's in favor of that. Or was back in the 90s. Or was that the 80s? God, That was old. the 90s. Yeah. Alright, um, right. culture war news. Apparently everyone was up in arms with opinions on all sides about Taylor Lorenz. Oh, we're covering this? A, I mean... I guess we might as well. Alright, here's what we'll do. Here's what happened. Taylor Lorenz, who is, is she New York Times or Washington Post? She's one Washington of them. Post. Washington Post. She's yeah. a Washington Post reporter. She used to be with the New York Times. She uh, published a whole expose on a, I think it's a Twitter account called Libs of TikTok, yep. which is basically just nut picking the left, um, finding the craziest people who post things to TikTok that are all lefty and crying and woke and stuff and posting them. And it's actually kind of influential on the right where they like actually respond to this shit and... Uh, act like it's representative of the left which it really is uh it's the they're they're just the craziest people they can find um taylor lorenz did a thing where she exposed the name of them i don't really care about this um but i i only wanted to cover it because um we are against doxing people yes we here. are yep so i think we should i just wanted to say like this is bad you shouldn't do that um you know, there's there's exceptions, but I don't think this is one of them. It turned out the person publishing this was like a nobody. Yeah. Nobody. They'd never heard of them before. They're not a public figure. Um, so it's like, who cares what their name is? Yeah. I, I did I'll... hear uh, I did hear a fairly coherent argument that this was at least somewhat justified uh, on the grounds that Libs of TikTok have themselves stocked some nobodies. Um I haven't actually seen any examples of that, so I don't know how uh, far to take it in this specific case, but uh, it does raise the interesting question uh, of if there's a... Do two wrongs, make a right. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, if there's a doxer who doxes all doxers who don't dox themselves, (laughs) do they dox themselves or not? Nice. Uh, Also of interest is that Taylor Lorenz appeared a month or two ago, I'm not sure exactly where, on uh, one of the news programs saying uh, it's horrible how people on Twitter are uh, outing and harassing uh, women journalists, women like her, and uh, she's been getting death threats and it's all awful, and then uh, a month later goes on to dox and expose a woman on Twitter to death threats and harassment. Well, Taylor Lorenz doesn't deserve it, Eniash. Oh, my bad. That's the difference. Yeah, you got me. Don't dox people unless there's a really good reason, which in this case, I would say that even if they were doxing other people. Yeah. Um, Especially if you're a journalist. Okay. Uh, You know, Eniash, you added the story about Google's inclusive warnings. I did. I figured if you added Taylor Lorenz, I could add the Google thing. All right, fair enough. More culture war stuff. Brace yourselves, people. (laughs) Well, uh, this one kind of also directly impacts me because I use Google Docs a lot. I find it very handy for taking my laptop to uh, the coffee shop and then yeah. also being able to use my PC at home. We're um, literally yeah. yes, we know looking how, at our... We know how cloud <laughs> computing works, Inyash. It's current year. We're, I, we're literally looking at Google Docs right now. That's what our outline is on. I'm sure there's some people somewhere out there who have uh, who are listening to this podcast on an old-timey radio that they got a hand crank because they they... I don't know how they got it. We might be in the Fallout <laughs> universe. 
<laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, so what's the story? Uh, the As you're uh, typing, it'll... You know when it does a little squiggly underline in red to show you that you mistyped a word and maybe you should click on the word and choose one of their alternate spellings? That yeah, yeah. the little red squiggly means it's uh, not a word. The little blue squiggly means that it's bad grammar or syntax. Yeah, now there's a squiggly for uh, you wrong think, basically. Uh, the, well, that's helpful. Yeah, right? I wouldn't want to accidentally get canceled. Uh, it'll blue squiggly. <laughs> uh, this story i really love because it comes from vice's motherboard column uh and they were complaining about the fact that motherboard is squigglied and saying this is anti-inclusive maybe you should use something else like mainboard <laughs> uh, uh some a a landlord was writing up a lease where the 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 literal legal term is landlord and uh it squiggled it and said maybe you want to use property owner or something else because landlord is i guess sexist i personally have never liked landlord because i don't I don't. It goes very much against my "I hate nobles" thing when people. Oh, are just so, own it, Eniash. No, you're a lord. No, I don't. I don't want to be a lord. I want to be a, a housing provider. Thank you, but uh, that's that is the legal term, and I I bear that cross every day of my life. Um, wow. <laughs> thanks to Google Docs, maybe people will refer to you using something else. No, I think I think that's uh, stupid, and uh, just because it's a stupid that you know would make me feel slightly better doesn't mean it's any less stupid. So uh, don't don't do that. Well, anything that makes me feel good is obviously not stupid, so I don't... No, well, okay. Um, Yeah, this is an experimental feature. Um, It's gotten enough negative attention that I can't imagine it's actually going to be rolled out. Ah, that that Um, explains why... But, of course, that's what I thought about the Florida things. Yeah, that explains why nothing happened when I uh, typed some of these buzzwords into our outline just now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was only sent out uh, to, like, select users. Okay. So like a way of like a beta or something, yeah. um, and everyone hated it. So they're probably not going to include it. Um, but I don't know. They, I could see them adding that as like a thing you can turn on if you want to. You could. Who wouldn't want a sensitivity reader? You could probably just like <laughs> uh, uh, geofence it to you know San Francisco Bay Area, <laughs> uh, super woke parts of Manhattan, etc. That would be amazing. <laughs> like it's just for San Francisco. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. Next story. More Donald Trump news. Uh, this is this just came out. He's been held in contempt for failing to provide documents. Uh, the New York Attorney General's office is looking into his businesses. They issued some subpoenas to order him to provide documents. They already took him to court over it. The court ordered him to provide it by March 31st. He didn't. And so they took him to court for contempt, and he's been held in contempt, and he's being fined $10,000 a day until he complies. So he'll be out of money in two days. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the sad thing is, I'm sure it's other people's money he'll be spending on this. You're probably right. He's probably going to do a fundraiser. Yeah, or like Deutsche Bank is going to be like, yeah, yeah, have another loan. Well, I I don't mind if... Deutsche Bank ends up paying it because fuck him. Yeah, I just mean it's uh, <laughs> he probably doesn't have $20,000, but he doesn't need it because he's an endless stream of people and businesses willing to give him money for some reason. Yeah. Is this going to affect anything in, with his um presidential stuff? Uh, Only, I mean, the way it would is if he actually complies, which he probably will. I mean, he's not going to. The government fines, you know, they actually try to collect them most of the time. And God knows he can't he can't have that. 
Um, so if he actually turns over the documents and there's some shit in there about all the crimes he's been doing, uh, then maybe. Eh, he's never been held accountable for his crimes before. Maybe the, all yeah. the crimes will come out and he'll be like, yeah, so, you know, whatever. Yeah, but these are financial crimes. I mean, he's been guilty of those for a long time and everybody's known it. Oh, I, I hope, David, you meant that, of course, he won't get convicted. Nobody ever gets convicted of financial crimes. You have to be like Enron level before you'll actually get a conviction. You are correct, Wes. Um, financial crimes generally get punished by lawsuits. Yes. Uh, which is technically what this is. This is a civil action by the New York Attorney General's office. They do have the prosecutor doing a similar uh, investigation, um, but this is the civil side. Yeah, which actually this does have a better chance of succeeding because of that, because uh, Donald Trump has definitely been sued before, and he has definitely done the torts. Uh, he just um, has lawyers that are capable enough of uh dragging out the legal proceedings that it's usually not worth the trouble and expense for the uh uh, people who might be suing him but when that person is the government they have an infinite capacity to waste time and money on stuff so and if they ever need more they can just print it (laughs) or take it from you yep so so worst case from the, for the Donald is he's going to be hit with some fines because this is a civil liability thing and other people will pay them for him. Well, I don't know. I mean, $10,000 a day adds up. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And but like, like Bernie, if he's found guilty of this thing. And like Bernie Madoff is in over. jail. But, but, but then that wasn't I guess a civil he did liability actual suit. fraud, like criminal fraud. So Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is just an investigation. Um, right now, he's only in trouble for not answering subpoenas. But the, it's the New York Attorney General's office that issued the subpoena. So if he provides the documents and there's crimes in there, then you know the New York Attorney General's office can charge him with the crimes. Ah, okay. Um, and like that's what I was saying. They do have an open investigation already, so they could just you know shuffle him off into the other side of the building, which they definitely will, because the New York Attorney General is one of the only people that seems actually interested in holding Trump accountable. Well, this could be interesting then. It could be. Um, I have, you know, very little doubt that Trump will wriggle out of this because that is one of the things he's best at. Uh, isn't he immune to prosecution while he's the president? He is no longer the president. Uh, he just has to wait out two more years, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, no, Ron DeSantis is going to be the president. <laughs> or, po- uh, also, or possibly he is, junior. Yeah, also, he is not immune to prosecution while president. That is uh, some bullshit that the federal justice department declared for no reason that is not a law and there is no legal precedent for that well Uh, and the new york attorney general's office is not the federal justice department so they don't have to listen to justice department policy i see i see yeah um you know uh bill clinton was prosecuted for perjury i'm pretty sure while he was president i think no, he, he definitely he was, um, but I thought it was like by Congress or something. Yeah, so, I thought that I was know. after yeah. the impeachment. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? He wasn't actually prosecuted for that. He, uh, but he, he he perjured himself in a civil case while he was president. So you could definitely pursue civil liability against a president uh, while he is president. Um, but yeah, there's no there's no actual legal decision that says he can't prosecute a sitting president, uh, and no court's going to say that because then you're just saying, oh, well, the president he's above the law, right? Which is the opposite of what the Constitution said. I still kind of doubt that if he becomes president, he's going to be held liable for anything. No, during he that definitely time won't. Period. Yeah, because because he he will always 
have more he will be more stubborn than whoever he's up against yeah. uh it's just it's like a law of nature whoever is on the other side will give up first uh and i don't i don't understand how he does it but it's like he's like a wizard other funny story about trump i just wanted to mention briefly uh a, re- a recording got released this week of kevin mccarthy on january 6th saying on a phone call with liz cheney saying they <laughs> Trump should resign, and he's going to go talk to Trump and try to convince him to resign. Resign uh, from what? And the only reason for the presidency. This was on January sixth. Oh, 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 you mean rather than concede defeat? Yeah. Um, oh, just resign right now so he doesn't have a lame duck session at all. Well, th- so this was on January sixth. He was like going to be president for another ten days or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is—I just wanted to mention this because Liz listeners might remember, might remember at that time I was super pissed off at Congress for not just doing the impeachment right then. Um, because it was like the most predictable thing in the world that after you let it sit for a few days and let Fox News have three days to report on it, um, then it would just become a polarized thing and it would be split 50-50. But that day, everyone was like, oh, wow, this is really bad. And um, we have to do something. We can't just like let this happen with no response. Why the fuck did they Because wait. they're spineless and lazy. <sighs> they... The Democrats will not do anything until they round up the votes for it. So they had to get, like, all their people, their, their, like, you know, Senate whip to go around and be like, okay, will you vote for impeachment? Will you vote for impeachment? Are you sure? Because we don't want to get embarrassed. We don't want to try this and then have people vote against it. Um, and they just have no spine. They they refuse to take any risks to, of anything. Uh and so they fucked it up and tried to impeach him after he already wasn't president anymore. It was so stupid. Um, but I think this is evidence. This is more evidence that if they did it that day, like right after it happened, they would have. They 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 at least had a chance. They had zero chance yeah. the way they did it. All right. Well, now that we're all good and pissed off, it's time to go to happy news. Yay. Good Yay. news, everyone. I know we we cover this a lot, um, but I'm just gonna keep mentioning it that more people are building nuclear plants. Um, the United Kingdom's gonna has just announced plans to build eight more. This is wonderful. It's spurred mainly by the whole Russian uh, yeah, invasion, Yeah, I think that's right? the catalyst for it. It's the one good thing that came out of this. That and all the memes. <laughs> oh, speaking of the memes, uh, do you guys remember from early on in the war when that one um, Ukrainian naval base on uh, that island told the Russian warship to go fuck itself? And yeah, Snake Island. Yeah, the yes. ship they told to go fuck itself was the Moskva. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then it did go fuck itself, yep. apparently, by lighting a fire in by accident. In its magazines. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so UK's building eight more nuclear plants. For some reason, they won't be running until 2050. Yeah. 2050? Which is like, oh. how is that possible? It can't possibly take 30 years to build a nuclear plant. We have the plans already. No. I'm sure it's regulatory. Yep. Um, but other good news about nuclear plants. Uncle Joe Biden Sleepy has Joe uh, Biden. announced a, has announced. Oh, he's Uncle Joe now because he's saving the U.S. nuclear plants. Um, he's got a six billion dollar bailout to prevent them from being closed. See, he's he's saving them in the same way that the uh, mob is saving the pizzeria on the corner from having its windows smashed. But sure. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not the federal government closing them. I don't think. Uh, except you well, know, it's the, the federal government their regulations regulating are them so heavily that yeah. they can't run profitably. 
Sure, but I don't think Biden's, you know, able to change that by himself. Well, the Department of Energy controls that in the same way that the ATF controls what guns are legal. So clearly we're just playing Calvin Ball here. And uh, if he actually was motivated, he could probably stop it. But he's yeah, not enough. because I live in hell. But regardless, this is still good news. Yes. Uh, yes usually this not is, a fan of bailouts, is... but bailout for nuclear... Yes, better than is. not having a bailout for nuclear. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so and and we've uh, I think we've you know we've shed some tears about all the nuclear plants that are going to get shut down, and hopefully this means that's not actually going to happen, and at least the amount of nuclear we have already won't get we won't get less, and hopefully we'll get more. Still, still in the works. Uh, other happy news: a judge declared the mask mandate for uh, for travel, like planes and trains and shit. Is unconstitutional. Huzzah! So you don't have to wear masks on airplanes anymore. Yay! God, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> kind of a dick move was that it got mi- lifted mid-flight uh, well, on a lot of on a lot of flights. There's always people in the air. There's no way it wouldn't be mid-flight. Oh sure, well, but you well, know you, you could you have been like, like, okay, any planes currently in the air, you need to keep it. Any planes taking off in the neck. Uh, more than like 10 minutes from now y- you don't need to well, okay i mean I the court i think th- they didn't do anything wrong here yeah sure the court says well if it's unconstitutional you can't do it so you can't it's not like you could do it for another two hours um <laughs> you were never supposed to be able to do it so you can't it's through the airlines i think they were the dicks about this <laughs> i feel right. like they could have just been like okay we're gonna wait till this plane the plane lands to tell everyone the mandate's lifted right because there are people who got on those planes under the impression that they would be that everyone would be wearing masks uh and it would have been nice to you know uh, uh honor that expectation but otherwise this is great had, um, had those people that got on the planes not met other people? Because I don't think I've ever been on a plane where they're... I mean, I was only on two planes during the COVID thing. But those two times, it was quite obvious that there were people not wearing masks on the planes. Because, oh, yeah. you know, I was on it. And I and I flew on a plane. And I just, like, you know, I wore it till I got something to eat. And then finished eating and didn't put it back on. Uh, right, yeah. I've, I've flown several times during COVID. And the... Uh... The uh, flight attendants were absolute fascists about it. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, well, they won't be anymore. Who's and apparently, uh, th- this was uh, greeted with lots of cheering from flight attendants because they probably hate being fascists about it. Probably. Cool. Um, also, a lot of the- <laughs> hilarious belly aching from COVID phobic Twitter. Oh, yes. Oh, Twitter hated this. Uh, it was a Trump judge who was unqualified. Yeah, it was a Trump-appointed judge. He was like 36 years old, rated unqualified by the uh, the Bar Association. Um, so, like, actually probably not the most well-reasoned opinion. And they're, the government's appealing it, but I can't imagine even if they win, they're, it's going to be put back. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like you know, the spaghetti's out of the tube. Wait. Spaghetti? Don't think about it too hard. (laughs) Okay. Um, The extra good news is now, if you want to, you can wear good masks, which you couldn't before because you had to, you were mandated to wear shitty masks. So you couldn't wear like an actual P100 mask, which is like the thing that has an actual breathing apparatus on it and actually protects you. Uh, It makes you look like a, you know, space alien. (laughs) So a lot of people won't wear them. But that's 
I think that was more of a problem of of um, airline attendant incompetence because if they had known that it was a better mask than the ninety five, they probably would have been fine with it. Yeah, probably. But there were I've seen now multiple reports of people that tried to wear them on planes, and the flight attendants told them they couldn't wear that. They had to wear like a, you know, they could wear a cloth mask uh, <laughs> or like an N ninety five or a surgical mask, but they couldn't wear this crazy one because you had to wear uh, this other kind of mask. Which, yes, I do think was probably not the actual rule, but was um, enforced enough that it sucks. And, you know, that's, that's, that seems to be the solution. A P100 will protect you from the virus. So anyone who is, wants to be super COVID conscious can wear those. And now you won't get harassed about it, at least not by flight attendants. Sweet. Yeah. All right. That takes us to troop deployments. I'm willing to put wave after wave of men at your disposal. As we all know, politics is the mind killer and arguments are soldiers. So in that spirit, we ask each of our three hosts to send a soldier out onto the battlefield every episode. And we'll start with David. Yeah, so uh, my troop deployment is that you shouldn't panic about AGIX risk. Uh, There's been some of what might be called, um, let's be generous and say rampant panic about uh, AGI in the wake of several new products being released in the same week. Uh, see our previous episode for details, or the uh, recently released episode of the Bayesian Conspiracy for, I assume, more details. I haven't listened to it yet. About an hour and a half of details, yes. Cool. Uh, These new products certainly seem impressive, uh, though all I've seen were curated output, so these very well might be a matter of the creators having thrown a lot of mud at the wall, and only the stuff that, that stuck getting signal boosted. But they may be genuinely impressive even without curation. I don't know. What I do know is that you shouldn't be Im- you shouldn't panic about AGI-induced apocalypse uh, in the near future. The reason is that Eliezer Yudkowsky slash Nick Bostrom are pretty significant outliers in the space of people worried about AGI-induced X-risk. Many other people taking the problem seriously are more sanguine. Of course, those other people might be wrong, but you still shouldn't panic. Even if you believe that. Um, even if you believe that they're wrong. The reason why is that if a uh, strong Yudkowskian perspective, as I understand it, is correct, we're pretty much doomed regardless. Humanity is exceptionally bad at developing a sophisticated theory than implementing it uh, to get something exactly correct on the first try. See communist economic policy, military-industrial complex boondoggles, etc., if Eliezer is correct that this is the only way you know, to properly align AI, we're screwed and AI alignment is an insurmountable problem. Either way, panicking won't help. However, humanity is exceptionally good at tinkering with stuff until it works and quite often gets things uh, uh, to work extraordinarily extraordinarily well from said tinkering. Thus, research projects with allow tink- which allow tinkering, like the ones to prevent GPTX systems from outputting text describing violence, so input, I pull out a gun and shoot him, will output, and a rod stuck out with a flag reading bang hanging from it instead of, and he dies, will actually allow humans uh, uh, to make meaningful progress on the problem. As far as I'm aware, Eliezer thinks such projects have around zero applicability to solving AGI alignment or mitigating X-risk. So, we are essentially living in one of two worlds. 
Either we're living in the world where Eliezer is right, and the outcome is invariant over pretty much any human action, in which case I'm not going to panic. Or we're living in the world where Eliezer is wrong, and there's no reason to panic. Either way, I'm not going to panic. All right. Thank you, David. Eniash, what do you have uh, for Before us? I begin my troop deployment, I want to issue a minor correction. Uh, it's pronounced Eliezer, not Eliezer. I feel particularly guilty about this because for a lot of people, they heard me saying Eliezer uh, for multiple years every week as I was doing the Methods of Rationality podcast. And I definitely yeah, did. Uh, so that whenever I hear it pronounced the way I pronounced it, I always try to issue a correction because I feel really bad about this. Okay. Well, your karmic punishment is to have your name pronounced in a hundred different well, ways. Well, damn. So, My parents were planning ahead. It's uh, Eliezer. <laughs> Eliezer. Eliezer. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yes, my troop... Okay. All right, Anias, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, my troop deployment is that the government is planning on giving yet more money away to people, uh, to colleges specifically in the forms of stu secured student loans and uh additional pell grants pell grants actually are probably a decent idea but uh if we're throwing more money at universities we are just going to be making the problem worse uh, i would direct everybody to scott alexander's post against tulip subsidies which points out that uh when everybody wants a product and you spend a lot of money giving everybody money to buy that product all you're doing is increasing the cost of that product uh you're not really actually helping anyone get more of it uh all the money that is going to be going that is going to be spent on that, that is earmarked for further expansions, should instead be used to build more universities uh, and colleges uh, by the government, or even given away to private companies, if that if that's a thing people want to do. But increasing the supply would actually allow more people to get an education and would bring down the price, because then maybe supply could start to get somewhere close to demand, as opposed to simply jacking up the price more and more on the same level of educational supply and passing that bill along to everybody who pays taxes. Thank you, the end. All right, I'm sure David and I have uh, lots of feelings about that, but we'll save that for our troop deployments. Uh, my troop deployment this week is that racial discrimination is bad. Hot take. I know. So early in the episode, we covered a few examples of government programs meant to help racial minorities by discriminating against white people. My hot take is don't do that. Maybe it's because I'm a white person and I don't want to be discriminated against, but that's kind of the point. There are a lot of white people. And while there's a lot of white guilt out there, most of us don't want to be discriminated against. I feel like that's a pretty good reason not to do it. But if that's not enough, how about this? When you have official policies separating people by race, it encourages a culture in which we view a person's race as the most important thing about them. And if you look around, you'll notice that a lot of people do think that a person's race is the most important thing about them. But I don't like that, and I wish people considered a person's race irrelevant to who they are. When people get in the habit of thinking of a person's race first, that just encourages people to view people of other races as fundamentally different from them and thus not a member of their tribe. That's bad. Everyone except the most hardcore racists used to agree on this point, and I've never heard a coherent argument for why it's wrong. To Steelman, I imagine a person arguing that a person's race is one of the most important things about them because your whole life experience in the U.S. is determined by your race. Growing up white and growing up black are very different experiences. And so, of course, any decent person will acknowledge a person's race as a way of acknowledging a big aspect of who they are. Now, here's the problem with that. A person's race doesn't actually determine their experience. 
A person is a unique combination of countless experiences, aspects, ways of thinking, and environments. The experience of one person of any race can be completely different from the experience of another person of that race. Claiming that all people of one race have something fundamental in common is itself a form of racism. Acknowledging the broad diversity in human experience requires acknowledging that while race might be a big part of someone's experience, personality, or identity, it doesn't have to be. People of the same race can be radically different. People of different races can be extremely similar. When we lump people of one race together and act like they're all alike in some fundamental sense, there's a word for that, and it's racism. So stop it. That was a good take. <laughs> all right, that's our show. Uh, please follow us wherever you follow podcasts. Please leave us reviews wherever you can review podcasts. And subscribe on Substack. You'll get early episodes, bonus episodes, and access to our subscriber-only Discord channel. And come back in two weeks. Same rat time, same rat channel. Bye. Bye. David, it's especially your fault for talking for like 30 minutes straight about guns. We could have been done by now. I'm sorry for talking about current events on our current events <laughs> podcast. <laughs>